what I say every day to everyone that asks me these questions also sometimes is uh, uh, like the luxury that I have is that I got to choose the people that I'm working with and this is an absolute like I would not get rid of this for anything in the world. Welcome to Startup Stories, a podcast brought to you by the Nerd Entrepreneurs. In this amazing interview, we interview Rutger and Leo from Govago. The two share the startup story of Govago, a Swiss mobility comparison platform that makes it easy for people to get a car for a monthly price. Before Govago, both founders used to work for Infinity, a premium brand of Nissan, the car company. When it came time to look at new business plans for Infinity, they saw that there was a real problem. People were not buying because they were overwhelmed by the amount and complexity of information. In this episode, you'll learn why it's so important to know the industry that you're in, how the right timing helped the team land their big investor, how the team went about splitting up their shares, how two friends can work on a business together, what the difference between a CEO and a COO is, and why the founders see Govago as a source of trust in a time of autonomous driving. Plus, many more insights and, of course, the weekly recommendation at the end of the podcast. Enjoy. Cool. So, welcome, guys, to our podcast. Thanks for taking the time. It's very nice. Uh, this is the second time we have two co-founders on board, and the first time was really cool because you come up with different points, you know, when you discuss together, so it creates Which a nice special. nice conversation. Could you maybe, one of you or both, start telling our listeners and us, you know, what's your startup about, and then also how it started? Cool. So so maybe I can start. So uh, what Covago does, we are a mobility comparison platform where we want to make it very uh, easy for people to get a car for a monthly price. Uh, just like Skyscanner or Kayak these days, where you can book flights, you can see the whole market, make an easy comparison. Uh, we want to do exactly the same for cars. Make sure that you're comparing apples with apples. Make sure that you feel comfortable on the website. No more old school uh, UI, UX, which we have on current car platforms. No, super modern approach, very intuitive, easy to use, easy overview, so that you convert in an easy way into a new car. So this is f if I want to buy a car or if I want to... This is only for people who want to get a car for a monthly payment. Meaning yeah. uh, we have the traditional ways of, of doing so, that's leasing and financing. And we also have a non-traditional way, which is the subscription-based models or flexible leasing. Mm -hmm. uh, some people even call it long-term rental. And that's just basically owning a car for very flexible, meaning uh, you can give it back whenever you want, you can trade it in. Uh, there's a bunch of startups doing that uh, in Switzerland. Yeah. And um, yeah, we believe that that will take up a percentage of the market as well. And we want to educate the customer as well that this is also an option. Expats, for example, are interested in that because they don't know how long uh, they will be uh, in Switzerland. Um, but the, the biggest ones are still leasing and financing. And how did you start with that idea? I mean, is, is that an idea that you come yeah. up with in, in, you know, yeah. at 1 a.m.? <laughs> well, well, basically, uh, Rutger and I... Before we were co-founders, we used to work in the same company. So we were in Nissan, uh, in the INEA HQ, mm -hmm. working for Infinity. So the, that's the premium brand of Nissan, like Lexus is for Toyota. Yeah. And um, I was uh, working the marketing department in terms of uh, marketing strategy. And Woodrow was in sales and operation. And basically, we always met uh, when it was time for a business plan or uh, like midterm planning. 
and uh, we were looking at the purchase funnels and basically analyzing the situation uh, in terms of uh, the, the current business and to see okay with the budget that we have what we're going to be able to deliver in the next um, phases and uh, more and more we did that we saw that the numbers were never aligned and actually looking deeper in the purchase funnel we saw that there is a real problem of people converting why because now everyone is online and everyone has um, uh, different ways of searching for cars and they get completely overwhelmed by uh, the information mm -hmm. so we wanted to do the the first product that we did uh, that we worked on was completely different than the, the one that we currently have we just wanted to help people select their car so mm -hmm. basically a journey type uh, user experience where you answer a couple of questions we were quite um, inspired by lemonade at the time <laughs> And uh, basically, just a couple of questions getting to your car. And uh, that's, that's what we wanted. But this to do. is also the difference with, for example, current car platforms such as Autoscout or Auto Ricardo. What they basically do is they say, they give you, give you a couple of filters saying, if you want an Audi A3, it's an Audi A3, and you got a thousand Audi A3s, good luck. Uh, this is the mm. market. And, and, and we really want to take a different approach where you take the customer by the hand a little bit because we understand that you know, not everybody knows everything about cars, you know? A lot of people just know, okay, I got a budget of 500 francs, or they know, oh, I've, I've seen this Audi school and I ne it needs to have Bluetooth and navigation. That's really where we come in. Simple configuration, listen to a couple of requirements that you have, and then show you a results page which actually makes sense to you and you know where you, you, where you feel comfortable. And the, the oh, big cool. challenge, especially in the, car, in the car business, is at the end of the journey, you have the dealer, right? The car dealer. Mm -hmm. And the car dealer is a salesman that is specialized in a single brand. So if you were to buy a TV, for example, you can go to Media Mart, come in the, uh, to the shop and ask, okay, like, this is exactly my situation. What kind of TV is good for me? And like the, the, the salesman would say, okay, do you like gaming? Do you like to watch like uh, very good um, uh, HD movies? Na, na, na. And then he would direct you to a particular brand. Mm -hmm. However, if you do that in the showroom, you know, that's not possible because the guy will never say, oh, you should not get a BMW, you should get actually <laughs> an Audi, you know? So that was what we wanted to have, and, and that's truly one of the value of, uh, of, of Algo, is uh, the transparency. The transparency is very key for us and that people get trust on the platform. So like all our user experience is defined around these two principles to really People that are confident, they are making a lot of confident choices on the internet, thanks to Kayak for flights, to booking.com or whatever. They have an overview of the market, and this is what we, uh, we actually want to get back on the platform. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, the unbiasedness, that, that's, that's super important, that people feel that you're not actually pushing for something. I mean, we always say we don't really care what you buy, we care if you buy. Yeah. So that's our goal. Yeah. It's our goal to, to make sure that you can make the comparison. And that's we also are fully unbiased. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. one of the reasons as well that we don't have uh, car advertising on the platform. Like, we don't have advertising at all. Mm. <laughs> but uh, but especially because yes, we want to get some money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's true. That's inquiry. But that's like when you go to uh, other like even the biggest in the world, cars.com, Auto Trader in the UK. Nice. You come on the page and you have a full. Uh, I mean, the landing page is an advertising in itself yeah. and. That's that's not the goal. I mean, that the, there is a there is a gap between actually your value proposition, which is like okay, just choose whatever you want, and but we are just pushing you to yeah. get something. Also, uh, that's one of the thing on uh, on uh, Auto Scout as well. For example, when you go to Auto Scout, you 
type uh, a random model and the, st the listing starts with a top, you know, which is like sponsored uh, listings basically. And for the ten first pages, you have top uh, top listings. Because everybody pays for top. Yeah. Everybody yes, like you see what, a car which point? has three wheels, and you're like, yeah, this is top. Like, yeah, this is not top. It's like it's not top. Imagine if Google would say it would do that. Yeah. Imagine if Google would say like the three first pages of your search will actually be advertising. Well, someone yeah. would come with something else, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's quickly come back to your journey. Um, I mean, so you worked together yeah. at, at, the f at the company. Yeah. You came together always to for business plans and things, right? You yeah. said. And then what did you do afterwards? Did you just say like, so let's leave and, and jump into an adventure? No, no. No. So basically we, like, we discovered, I mean, we were colleagues first and then after we had... Um, we became friends. We became friends. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> and then we like, became, oh, this of is course, we are friends. friends. And then lovers? <laughs> <laughs> No, and then I'm gonna have to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> we became friends, and then uh, one day we were going to a football game uh, organized by Nissan uh, for the employees, and we started talking entrepreneurship. And uh, we saw both of us like the uh, entrepreneurs' fibers in each other, and we started talking about different projects. We had a project with uh, tutoring at the time that is now uh, actually happening in Switzerland. Mm. We had we are both fan of uh, of skis of uh, skiing, so we had also a project with ski ski. And in the end, we were like, uh, okay, actually, there is something to be made <laughs> in stick, our domain. Let's stick to what we know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, and uh, uh, maybe we'll come back to back uh, to, to that after. But that's a huge value for in our journey as entrepreneurs that we have this background of like insiders of the industry. Yeah. That's completely, I mean, that's one of the reasons that we had an investment, mm -hmm. that's for sure. And uh, what happened is that I had um, an opportunity to, uh, to quit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that, an opportunity to quit. So I quit uh, uh, my position in Nissan back in October uh, two years ago. And we didn't want to take the risk to have two entrepreneurs, uh, one not working, and we were really trustful to each other. So, uh, I mean, Money-wise, we were very open and said, okay, if we need, Woodrow would support me during uh, this transition period. Uh, started a couple of things. We worked towards our first pitch deck and we sent out this deck to a Swiss startup factory. So uh, that is, uh, that was our first, uh, the first guys to believe in us actually. We pitched there. We did mass challenge before though. We, we did we, mass we challenge, we, oh, we that was nice. There. Yeah, we applied to mass challenge before and we got which is, this is also very good about messages that uh, they give everybody feedback. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be honest, our idea was not that great. <laughs> <laughs> we, so we, listeners, you can go in with an idea. <laughs> we'll go exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we, we actually got rejected from a challenge. Mm -hmm. and so uh, mass challenge is a, is a, is it a program? Yes. It's, it's also a program. It's an accelerator program. It's an accelerator program, but it, I don't think they take equity. No, it's basically, so it's, uh, it's sponsored by other companies mm -hmm. and they have, I think a million that they distribute towards uh, the 10 startups, but they, sp they they do the split. So like if there is a huge idea, it can get 500,000 and then the, the others mm, uh, yeah. way less. Okay. But it's, it's, a, it's a global program. So yeah, this global. was the okay. first edition in Switzerland. And uh, yeah, I mean yeah, like the judges. The judges, they, were, they give you feedback on your written, application, yeah, written yeah. feedback, which is really cool, super helpful. Yeah. Uh, so we read all of them and there were a couple of really harsh ones. 
like a couple were like just like saying like guys this would never work and this would be this and this and this and trust me i've been back, an angel for 10 years yeah this will but never looking, fly. looking oh, back i mean these guys <laughs> these guys were right i mean yeah. uh, in all honesty a couple points we can disagree because we had different information because we were in the industry but on a lot of points they they directed us in the right direction and yeah. i think also that that helped us i mean yeah. you need feedback right whether it's good or bad you need feedback yeah, yeah. Uh, super important so um so then swiss startup factory so yes we did the application to swiss startup factory and uh i had a i had a ski trip in japan for um with my friends that i organized like a year ago and i never know like i never knew if like yeah i uh, actually go there because i mean there was this application it's not a very good sign to say okay where's your co-founder <laughs> skiing. Yeah, skiing in japan oh that's a good entrepreneur but that's exactly i i went there yeah. which started um uh, so the first edition and uh, no, because i was i was still working yes so we had the month of february where we started and it was in my i was i um, i was quitting at the time but i i couldn't you cannot just leave right so I could leave the first of March and in February I still had to work and we were doing this this, this startup. Yeah. Uh, this startup factory and we had a milestone coming up first week of March. And actually so I was still working, didn't we didn't really put any time on it. Leo was in Japan yeah. and we had to pitch and um, well I remember the results we got in it was on my last this was hilarious actually, <laughs> on the last day of my job. So I was saying goodbye to my job to join to start living in Zurich, because this was in Lausanne, so living in Zurich start the Swiss startup factory and they basically tell us well we don't want to continue with you guys oh, no. <laughs> so we had to in the call had to convince them and luckily we could convince them saying guys we weren't you know we weren't full-time I was still working I was in Japan give us another chance they gave us another chance and uh, we took full advantage and um, yeah we, we succeeded in the Swiss startup factory awesome. yeah. Cool. Yeah. but I lost almost so on the day of my leaving I almost lost two jobs at one day, basically. So <laughs> that was quite bad because I was doing my farewell. I was saying, "Ah, oh, so sad that you're leaving." I was like, "Yeah, well, I might do another farewell as well." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that was kind of crazy. Nice. How long time ago was that? A uh, year and a half. I mean, like February, February 17th. 17th. Okay. So you went through the program, which is uh, three months. Three months. Yeah. And Correct. since then, how are you? How how you've been financing yourself? Have you been? So quite quite fast we we so for for a marketplace like ours you need a lot of money because it's not going to make a revenue right from the start right you need a bunch of traffic to get on your platform to start converting before you any of interest to the other side which in this case is the dealers so we knew we needed some money um, and quite fast we we started cold calling and uh, we actually got a good lead in insurance companies and also from media companies so that was Tata Media who is our current investor. And it was actually a cold call. I remember I cold called them and um, we got some feedback saying, okay, cool, send us an email, send an email. And uh, that was really cool. We went there and, and they challenged us heavy, heavy, heavily on the industry. And we came back quite strong because we know the industry quite well. And that's that's one of the reasons why they said, okay, let, let's meet these guys another time. And uh, we continued and then got an investment. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'd like to add one point here because like during these three months on top of the program and on the learnings that you can get from other startups, uh, an event uh, happened, which is like we met the, the third co-founder. So uh, Ivan, who is uh, currently our CTO. Um, and uh, basically we, we had a, me a meeting with um, a very uh, big dealership, the biggest dealership group in Switzerland. And uh, because the, they were partner with um, with uh, the accelerator program, so we went there to pitch. And when we pitched, the guy in the room had a friend that was working on the same kind of project, 
at that time, you know, of like uh, smart recommendation systems mm -hmm. for travels on the private um, on the private level. And uh, he talked to his friend, saying like, "Oh, these guys, they have a good, uh, they have some sort of the same ideas as you. That they are doing for cars, and they come from the industry." So uh, he said, like, "Yeah, I want to meet them." And so uh, I met Ivan first around a couple of beers. We uh, got along very well uh, with each other. And uh, after we met uh, the three of us, and uh, he decided uh, he decided also to quit his job and uh, to join the team full time. So he was full time since uh, August two thousand seventeen, mm -hmm. and to get on board with um, with uh, with this uh, adventure. It all starts with starts with a couple of beers. Yeah, that's always <laughs> the case, right? But that's really, I mean, it, it's it's really a key moment for us because. Ivan is such a we we might have the industry but we don't have um, we don't have we have three years of, of, of industry experience but we don't have a lot of you know startup experience or mm -hmm. very you know and Ivan is you know he he really brought this together basically he has the full technical background mm. um, is also very very professional and um, you know when you come in with a team industry experience and the technical side is is covered it just makes it such a big difference yeah. it's unbelievable yeah. if you have the good the talks with the guys and they're like. Okay, they've got it covered in the team. They've got the ambition and the skills to back it up. Yeah. yeah so, like at, at that point, that's why like the product development was not, it was not a challenge even for like uh, the different stakeholders. They were like, okay, this is the perfect team. Whatever they're gonna do, mm. they just need. We just need to. Uh, they just need to show us. Not perfect. Not perfect. Maybe. We're not. never. We're never perfect. <laughs> we're never perfect. Yeah, we're setting high expectations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, next, yeah next year we want to see you. <laughs> our, our, fourth, our fourth employee who is our uh, who came in, in in january of 2018 is, is our designer mm. so anybody who ever goes to to covago everything designed and also use experience is, is basically done by him and this guy is also an absolute genius we're super lucky to have him yeah. also really professional you know the guy worked for, for rentalcars.com has also some experience with car platforms and with a bunch of other projects you know the team is everything really. yeah you just mentioned the the website we we were we were thinking when we were looking at it mm -hmm. how did you gather all the all the data of these different cars is this so it can't be a manual thing so or is it no no it's not, not it's, it's not, not. so this for example this bureau like this is industry knowledge we knew the stakeholders so uh, the um, the data provider is someone that works with all the biggest manufacturers okay. so uh, we contacted them there's a company actually gathering all the data from the manufacturers and then selling it back to anybody who's interested yeah. and it's so constantly updated constantly yes. updated so this is Prices. one of the biggest this is one of the best business models in the world so basically the guy takes uh, goes to a bmw and says i want all the data on on all your cars and you can have access to the one of the others if you give them to me and then to give you to to get the access you gotta pay so basically he says he has the data for free and resells it to everyone. Like. Mm. So we paid when we were in Nissan. We paid a license of like five hundred thousand. Yeah. The guy is one of the richest uh, in England. Uh, he's, a, he's a pretty rich guy. Smart. Yeah, yeah smart. smart guy. Smart. But for us as a startup, it was I remember when we had to make the decision because we didn't raise money actually yet, and we had to sign the contract for this data provider, and it's going to cost us as well a lot of money, uh, tens of thousands per year. So I remember when we had like we were like okay we're, we we have a chance of closing the investment. But we need to sign this contract right now because we had to go to the Zurich Motor Show at the time. And we needed the data to go live. So I was like, okay, fuck it, let's just do it. 
and yes. signed the, the get some new credit cards spending, <laughs> spending money exactly <laughs> spending some money that's actually board. where yeah. like most of the um, most of the money that we got from the accelerator from um, mm. the graduation that's where it went because that was like this data was really the basis of every work we could do right yeah. Yeah. and you cannot source this data for free no. for sure no. you also claim that people can save an average around 2,700 francs mm -hmm. if they book three mm -hmm. how can you fulfill that promise how okay why do does someone save so much money through your platform so by nature when you when you lease or buy a car um, you're gonna get a discount mm -hmm. and normally you need to haggle you need to basically negotiate with the dealer how much discount you have um, at the beginning what we did is um, a customer requested an offer we asked the dealer put us in BCC on your offer back to the customer so we can see, we told him that that was of speed, that it is of speed reasons, but we also see uh, the discounts that they give. We basically analyze that and an average discount is uh, what we say there. So the average discount that you can get through the Covago is, uh, is 2000, that's, that's, that's calculated on real mm -hmm. offers that we get in. Um, and we, you know, we create a little bit of competition between the dealers, so you can get a little bit more discount, they're a little bit more incentivized, hey, I need to give a little bit more discount. Um, but it's also good for the, you know, it's not only good for the customer, it's also good for the dealer. Because in the end, uh, you know, he gets, of course, more leads. And if he has a good product, if he has something on the lot that is good, he can just send it out and, and then make a good offer on that. So yeah. he's going to give a discount anyway, because we have to be fair about that. We just need to push him into the, for the right customer that's going to discount. So you also take away or take out the haggling bit that exactly. the customer would have to do and probably will not do as good as... Exactly. As you can do that's it. that's the goal. I mean, we're not going to say that we're perfect right now. Um, yeah. We definitely need to improve on that. Yeah. But uh, that's that's what we want to do because customers hate haggling. If you look at the research, they really hate haggling, and they <laughs> always say that they've got a good deal afterwards because yeah. nobody wants to find out that they had a <laughs> shit deal, right? The, uh, so um, and, uh, I would add that the now even the industry in its whole hates the haggling. I mean, like uh, except dealers, of course. Yeah, except dealers <laughs> yeah. because it's where they can like. They're good the margin, but like the when we talk to manufacturers, they more and more want to go to fixed pricing, which like a perfect example is Tesla, mm -hmm. uh, who had uh, like uh, Elon Musk uh, like uh, sent an, uh, an email to all uh, the Tesla dealers in the world saying like if I catch someone giving a discount on a, on a Tesla, I can tell you that he's gonna have a, a bad time, <laughs> and uh, like the companies now they want to get rid of this as yeah. well. So this is also one uh, one point for us where we can say okay. Yeah. But this will take time. Eh? There's a whole industry time. that will change. And it's 60 years of having yeah. that. Yeah. So your, your platform is making it very convenient for a customer to buy a car, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have to provide a lot of money first and you can just get it on a monthly rate. Mm -hmm. Where is this going? Like, What is the future development of it? Like, What are the plans? Like to make it even more convenient. I mean, there's there's several more steps I could imagine if I have to buy a car, like there's insurance, I need to get the the plate, what is it called? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the plate, yeah. Plate, yeah, and everything, and I have to register it, and then pay taxes for the government to, like, what is it called, this fees, yeah. Yeah. road fees and on whatever. The road, on the road fees, yeah, yeah. So no, correct. Th this is something that we are, you know, really, um, what we see is that it's going to be more and more online, right? I mean, uh, currently dealers have to do a lot of manual work to create an offer and to sell a card, there's a lot of administrative stuff, mm -hmm. which a computer can just do much, much better. So where we want to go is actually to say to the customer, okay, you can apply for this car, you can already get approved, 
you can already get an insurance there so we will have an insurance comparison as well where you can get the right insurance for for your car uh, and anything else that's mobility related so that could even be you know hey i want to supplement my mobility with a lime with a lime subscription or i wanna you know i i often in the nights i i uber so boom we sell and we sell an uber subscription as well and what in the end we want is that you can get a total overview per month what you're going to spend on your mobility what we call the total cost of ownership where there's everything included uh, as just said i want you to apply just filling out your data once and you can get approved for that fully online and, uh, and we get you the right thing the right ownership cool on a very practical uh, example indeed that's um, the credit information or like the leasing information and the insurance information is almost like the same form yeah. to fulfill True. a True. user like and 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 Today, of course, for like um, risk management, it's quite detailed questions, right? Mm -hmm. We would like us to have like just a fingerprint and you have your uh, mm -hmm. uh, the data, but you st a user still has to go to all, all these lines and he has to do two, three, four times. Mm -hmm. If you want to do, for example, a, 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 an application for a leasing for different providers and for different insurances, well, it's easy five hours that you will spend for that. Mm -hmm. Whereas for us, we would just like once, boom, and that's done. And how? And, and in in the back, what is what is it? It's just like API connections with this uh, with these uh, companies. True, true. So it's a it's a win win situation yeah. for everyone. So if we can talk a little bit about uh, investors, mm -hmm. um, this is a new topic for also for the podcast and for the listeners. We haven't talked to uh, to startups who have had a lot of experience in that. So you've we've we've read online you you have. Uh, one investor is Tamedia, it's a big media group in, in Switzerland. I don't know yes, just in Switzerland. Just in Switzerland? Yeah, Switzerland. And Liechtenstein. Don't, <laughs> don't forget them. They're Why did you choose them? Um, yeah, it's quite obvious for us. They're, they are, in a way, they're unbiased. They're interested in traffic. So for us, they're the perfect uh, investor. They also know a lot about platforms. They own a lot of platforms, such as HomeGate, also at Ricardo. So they know also a lot about car platforms in general and they have access to traffic I mean, we can use 20 minutes we can use all a bunch of their platforms and their channels and for yeah. us traffic is the thing we so traffic for the listeners is not car traffic but uh, people are going we're talking about visitors so yeah they have newspapers where they can help you get exactly. ads or, or articles exactly. Or, yeah. exactly exactly and i mean in such in, in a case like ours like users the key because this is the only way to learn right like yeah. all the user experience and and the feedback and everything so like the more you get the more you learn and the quicker you uh, you deliver a, a greater product so uh, and and the media in, in in the approach that they have with these other platforms because they also had the cases of like um, they have some platforms that where they license the products but then therefore they launched it right they launched it with a and with a with an objective of having a very high traffic very early on Mm. learn also and how to adapt with the market mm. so that was that was a uh, very key for us uh, to discuss their, 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 their approach and us having the industry background them having also the this experience that was that was creating a very good mix cool definitely yeah. mm -hmm. so but if one could say that like an investor like Tamedia who brings you traffic kind of mm -hmm. um, is perfect for many many startups mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so how did you convince them to invest in you Okay, we have to also look a little bit at the industry in uh, where Switzerland is now. Basically, Switzerland, you have two, two major platforms, which is Autoscout and Autoricardo. 
En Auto Scout is owned by uh, Rinier, partially owned by Rinier, and Auto Ricardo is owned by Tamedia. And so there is a very interesting climate, and, and Auto, Auto Ricardo is um, losing a bit of market share. Number one is Auto Scout. So they are also always on the lookout, Tamedia, of course, for innovative startups who are doing something in this field so that they can learn from them and improve their own platforms so that they can gain back um, you know, parts of the market, okay, yeah. which is super important, yeah. of course. Um, so that was, the, that was point one, it's the right time. And then the second point is that, um, as we said in the beginning, is that it, it's really important that you know your stuff. Like I guess Leo and I, when we went there for the first meeting, um, you know, we were challenged heavily on the industry, saying, guys, why are you doing it like this? What is that? Why, why, why monthly prices? Why, uh, why this journey? Mm. And we, had the right, we, we knew what we were talking about because we've, we've been doing this, you know? Yeah. On our daily jobs, it just came natural. And I think that's important that you really understand in very, very big detail, you understand your industry that you're in. Mm. Yeah. That's key. How did you decide on the distribution of shares? That is a big, big question for every everyone who starts out and is looking out for investors. Yeah, as, no. as co-founders or? Um, Everything. You mean the, um, maybe as co-founders first and then also with, with external investors. And maybe also the first employees. I don't know how yeah. the situation looks. It's like really that. like a black box. Uh, for, yeah, for well, a lot of people that I can maybe do the investor and then you do the, the, the founder part because okay. the investors actually you know <laughs> you we, have we, <laughs> we didn't <laughs> exactly <laughs> no but the investors actually because uh, what happened was that they they know actually way more about this than us <laughs> and they are very fair in that so uh, what we really liked about that it was not really hardball discussions it was super honest they say like guys okay how much do you want to raise how much no they said how much do you need to raise to, to for this platform to sustain x okay cool how much are you willing to give away okay it's x okay we have a valuation now because we just calculated we're going to go back and see if that's accepted by us and the next meeting they said okay uh, we want to do this we went back okay so they really went from the approach how much do you need how much are you willing to give away because you can't value a startup at that stage it's impossible we don't have any cash flow we don't have any User, users. How did you how did you come up with the number? How much you want to give away? They, you don't need to say the number, but no. what what's the thought process? I mean, well, the number is public. Yeah, so yeah the number is public. So what so what's the number? Twenty percent. You want to you wanted to give it away twenty percent. Mm -hmm. okay. We were okay with giving away twenty percent yeah. because we knew we needed to get a seat on the table. Yeah. You know, we knew we need to start. And we know we need to sell something. I mean. These guys have the money, the, mon the one who has the money decides, right? So yes. we, knew we, we knew we wanted to have majority. They also want you to have majority, Tomato, because you know yeah. they want you to basically do what you do best. Yeah. They want you to see what you can do, test you a little bit. Mm. And, um, and after, I mean, like there is also uh, behind that, we, I mean, now taking a step back now with all the learnings that we have, uh, also reading all these contracts, you know you have some um, in the shareholder agreements you have some decisions that needs to be taken at 75%, for example. So we like 25% for, for me, I would say uh, in the seed round is an absolute uh, threshold uh, because I mean, afterwards you will lose not only power in terms of equity, but also power in terms of discussion. Yeah, so everything, decision, of yeah. course, everything is negotiable, mm -hmm. but, uh, but still there are, there are some standards and, and the companies that invest, I mean, they have a typical process, you know, they will say, okay, this round, this, we do this round with this objective. If it's this, if it's fulfilled, there is this carrot. 
and after uh, I mean the other investors will come and say okay now now that I come at this point I want that and that and that yeah. and the problem like if you give away too too many too much equity uh, is uh, is uh, in the end uh, you you arrive like a series A or series B mm. and you don't and you don't have any decision mm -hmm. it's not your company yeah. anymore yeah. and and uh, on the opposite if you give way too little either you have a great idea and your valuation is huge and good for you and but the worst case i would say is to lack money i mean uh, cash is king uh, yeah, you need you and, and you need time because yeah. if you if you say okay i raise money and uh, like uh, in four months we need to start again uh, it's like uh, it's a endless cycle. process yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. and for uh, and for the, the founders i would say um a lot of when we discussed and uh, some people that are outside of the entrepreneurs um uh scene i would say say uh, okay i have a great idea i want to have uh, i need i need equities for that uh we were absolutely no not believers of this i mean uh, like we are uh, i don't know if we can say if we were equally split but uh, like for us it was it was for sure that was not even a question i mean like uh, we're gonna bring what happened before is just triggers like everybody brings his own exactly. his own thing to the table and and when 99 percent is the execution and like if if someone has uh as uh, is unbalanced in that like uh, that's uh, that, that's a killer i mean uh, we've been very swiss in, the, in this approach I would yeah say. but it's yes. also it's also really i mean here again you need to also really feel what the other party wants right because mm -hmm. all of us three you know we're all very ambitious we all want to do you know major exits and we all want to and there was just also no way that that because we all bring something different to the table, that that was going to be guided any less than the other. So, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and you need to just get going. That's also something you know. That's you know you can al always discuss. Oh no, I'm getting schooled here. Just get going. You know, and the first time is you know, you need to get going. You need to need to start. And of course, we're doing something wrong. We're doing something right, wrong right this second. And we'll find out what that is, and we'll take our learnings from it, right? With us? No, I'm no, talking to the company. The best thing you could do. This is a huge mistake. This is a huge mistake. What are we doing here? No, what I always find that super interesting is that actually, you know, we are taking so many actions on a daily basis, and in two, three months from now, maybe even earlier, we're going to look back and like, wow, that was so stupid. Why did yeah. we do that? We and have we're that doing all that. the time. Yeah, everybody <laughs> has that, right? We and that's no also idea. beautiful because we're, we're improving. Yeah. You know, we're all of us, we're, we're, we're getting better. Yeah. And, um, I love it, to be honest. I have, I'm, I'm curious, what's the difference between a COO and a CEO? Just not, of course, a CEO, you know, maybe has the final decision somewhere in a contract, it said. Mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. But what's, what does a day look like what? between you two? <laughs> That's a very good question, because uh, actually that was, that was a big point, because the, the, we started really the company, the three of us, so Ivan, Uche and I, and... Um, and Roger and I kind of had the same job uh, in, uh, in, in, right. in the past, and Ivan was super defined, right? So uh, indeed, there's been uh, there, there's been some uh, some overlapping, some things that we wanted to do uh, together, and then after, I mean, like we've come a, a, a long way uh, now. I mean, it's been a year and a half that we are in the company under under these titles, and. Uh, we tried. We tried a lot. I would say, but um, we have a lot to say on this. <laughs> but um, we tried a lot. For example, I, I would like go to a lot of meetings with Wooch, and and in the end we found out that uh, because you know I was I was a co-founder. I also know uh, the the industry, and I was like, hey, uh, two visions much better than one, you know, mm. and uh, like I can bring so much in meetings and stuff. And in the end, it's. Um, 
it's like talk block can i say <laughs> talk blocking uh, you know what, like what? He, he, he like he was much better in actually delivering a, a, a meeting and, and partners by by himself and so I, I i stepped back from this and i went to 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 other topics now our our like the way our product is built we have three major axes which is like uh, the B2B side with the dealers, uh, the user side um, I mean like with the visitors and the platform with the product. And basically this is the split of the three guys. Mm -hmm. I, did, I used to do marketing, um, the, the whole strategy of marketing uh, for, uh, for, for Infinity. So it was, uh, it was normal that I would, um, I, I would take care of this. So now my role uh, as a COO today is in major part uh, the marketing side but because the business requires this part to be huge today mm. after when the when the company will evolve i guess like the role will will also evolve mm -hmm. uh, taking care of more operational things but today the challenge is so big that this is my challenge and we have very split challenges it's very important for us i guess too and we had long discussions about this that was uh, that's also where it's mm -hmm. good to be a um, to be friends when when you know you you have uh, you can be completely transparent about things uh, and like uh, all feelings apart like okay we are in the business like now what is the best for the business taking ego apart for sure I mean like ego has nothing to do on the table here yeah it's important it's, to yeah. take it out I mean yeah, it's hard, the, the decision hard. for being for because we had it at the beginning and you know like uh, we were two uh, uh, co-workers and now okay now one of us would need to be a CEO in five minutes that, that was discussed yeah it was very fast that was very mm. fast he said i want to be i said okay it's fine <laughs> it's just for some interviews i would like to be here and i'm here so that's great i mean yeah, yeah. yeah but i guess what i always say as well when i'm in um when i'm in a meeting or something when i when you present a team i think us three you know um like of course ivan is responsible for delivering the product as it is um i'm responsible for um, you know, getting, making sure that we're getting the right partners on board that support basically the, 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 the strategy of the company and that we get the right data on board. And then, you know, Leo is, is responsible for making sure that people use it and that we are correctly branded in the, uh, in the, um, in the market and that it runs smooth basically in mm -hmm. terms of operations. Because mm -hmm. it's also a huge thing, you know, like there's a ton of things happening for the customer in the back, you know, it might look very simple, but it's definitely not process wise. Yes. Process wise, but so, the the yeah, I mean, it's it's it was not. I would say I wouldn't say it was a challenge, but indeed, when when we had the discussions, when it's a decision point, right? We are we are sitting the three of us. If there is a de decision on the uh, on the product technical side, if Ivan says no, it cannot be done. Then us two don't really have. I mean, like we can we cannot say, yeah, but man, I read something on Wired or whatever. Another you know, language. Yeah, you know, like uh, like okay, I'm gonna change from uh, from uh, C plus plus to whatever. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, when it came to us, I mean, that was uh, like the, the personalities, you know, because like this really like different angles, yeah. and it's strategy to tackle, on the technical. Okay, there is a bit of strategy but also it's technical capabilities it's yeah. much more tangible when when there is like some business decisions on an industry that we know both and me i knew the marketing side and he knew much more the the sales side and uh, and, uh, and the sales environment that's that that created he, he, sometimes heated discussion i mean yeah. i'm not scared can, to say but it's great fight. of course uh, we well, know how to good, fight for sure the good thing that's is good. That's we will not fight today though 
Maybe, maybe yes, Andreas. <laughs> well, when, uh, the, the good thing is, is what, what I also always thought, like, okay, and we had these discussions, sometimes way too long, way too heated and way too whatever. But the, the good thing is that once we got to a decision, which, okay, to, we probably lost like five years of our life, but <laughs> we have thought about everything. Yes. Yeah. And there was no, we knew, like, when we're taking a decision, we knew, okay, we're happy with this decision because there is literally nothing. We have talked about everything right yeah. now. Yeah. So <laughs> there is nothing else. Yeah. And I think that was good. And I don't think there is, there's not really a, you know, it's not like I'm the CEO, I'm making a decision or the final decision, not even that. Yeah. It goes, it has to go also quite natural with the three founders and even Patrick as well, who's mm. our, you know, our fourth guy who was very much involved, everything strategically. Mm. You know, it has to make sense for all the different facets. And even developers at some points as well. Yeah, I mean, true. Like we try, that, that's like, you, like that's... But it's difficult, I mean, they're, 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 they're of yeah, course, abroad. Yeah, but it's probably, I mean, the CEOs, these titles might, have more relevance when the company grows yeah, or I at guess some so. point where well we don't have uh, we don't have any reporting you know no. there is no uh, not well we have an investor reporting yes which i leave you out of it because you will bore you to death that's good <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean like we don't have we are not accountable 100 percent for some people except yeah. even that has the developers like yeah. so what would you say i mean that's a quite a long story an exciting story what if you had to pick one biggest challenge and or biggest learning what would you say would be maybe you have different uh, learnings or challenges yeah I mean we can talk about a lot just with the challenge that I did that I've personally you know seen lately and also, I mean we can talk about the challenge that we have with dealers in terms of the product and mm. that's that's all true but that's just business right what I found an interesting one is that you know, even we are we are a small team so we're four in Zurich and three abroad and what I found interesting lately is that you know it's so important even if you're so small to build a culture, a very strong culture that people, you know, we we are all uh, quite loud. We we talk a lot, and and at one point in the last two months, because we were so busy working, we kind of lost about like lost to to invest a little bit of time in the office, you know, to to decorate it nicely, um, to put some process in place where you, you know, go back and and and, and do fun things together. Mm. It's so important, and now you know we're 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 back doing it and everybody's just so full of energy and full of motivation so yeah. I think the biggest uh, it's more of a learning and also for myself is that yeah you know it's it's so imp it can, you can easily get lost in your own work and whatever you know put your laptop down and do something fun together whatever yeah. it's just so super important maybe it might sound mm -hmm. cheesy or cliche but it's true yeah you know at least we've experienced it yeah, yeah I mean I, I, I kind of agree um, on on my side, I would say it's the it's the influence of being in that situation also uh, in, in the personal life. I would say, I mean, we are uh, we can say anything, you know, like you have a lot of guys like yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. But in the end, one thing that we have, it's like this is our project, right? Like uh, for at least for me, for the moment, please this don't is call it project. No, no, <laughs> this is my like okay, life project at at the moment, you know, and. Um, and indeed we are ruled yeah we are ruled by a stretched cash flow and um and what i see on my personal life is i have a lot of friends that are in the corporate world you know and and they have a complete different um uh, growth yeah. personal growth curve you know like start to get, get buy apartments they uh, mm -hmm. they start to get married have kids um and and for me like this is this is really really different and i'm uh, and i'm glad as well uh, that uh Ruch is in the same situation because we can understand like that that's and also ivan i mean ivan uh, has two kids 
but it's, it's also um, it's even maybe more challenging for him sometimes mm -hmm. but you know like we don't especially evolving in Zurich here it's not like we are in the huge entrepreneur scene and when like when you go to a bar you know that there's 50 others that are yeah. like I mean we are in Zurich and if you think about it like in Europe it's maybe not the first place that comes into mind for entrepreneurship yeah and um, so the, the the learning for me is is really to uh, to accept actually that you're in that stage and it's like waiting for jumping higher after for sure and how to balance it uh, what I say every day to everyone that asks me these questions also sometimes is uh, uh, like the luxury that I have is that I got to choose the people that I'm working with and this is an absolute like I would not get rid of this for anything in the world like coming into the office saying the, like uh, seeing these people that I uh, that I like and that we can and knowing that we can build something together it's something just completely great and if you listen to sometimes all these corporate guys it's a bit like the opposite right because they are like <laughs> yeah I tried to do that and uh, I didn't choose them and uh, yeah I don't I cannot build whatever I want so this is what we this is our decision anyway so two very cool things actually beautiful very related, very related to each other. Very inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really true. We yeah. talk to, we have also friends, consultants and bankers, and you hear a lot that oh, the project just sucks, or yeah. uh, these people I have to work with suck, or. Mm -hmm. a lot of yeah. There's a lot of complaining, right? I mean, there's uh, a lot of complaining going on. Yeah. Yeah. In the corporate yeah. world, there's so much complaining, and that's, you know, I was thinking, just fucking do something about it. <laughs> if you want to change something. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's just complaining because of complaining because everybody's complaining. They, not it's also fun. It's I fun. think people exactly. like, it's easy. like yeah. being in that position yeah. of complaining. Exactly. Yeah. That's all I mean. So we can we can uh, come to the three final questions. If you could do it uh, differently, looking back, what would you do? Maybe not. Maybe there's a lot of small things, but is there anything big that you would do differently? This, if you if you ask me, this because uh, you know me, but I I don't ex I really don't believe in looking back and, 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 and looking at it like, oh, I would have done that differently. Mm. Because I know I would have not been here today. It's mm. exactly as what I said in, in, in um, uh, five minutes ago. It was, it's about having these learnings, making mistakes, and then, oh shit, but now I got more information, and now I can make a better decision. And then you will make another mistake and you will get better. So we are not here at this moment uh, if we would not have made those mistakes. So I don't think yeah. that we can. I think it's a really nice way of looking at it. Yeah. If you take every situation and you learn from it, yeah. then there's no real mistake because mm. you learn something from it. So Exactly. Yeah. And, and you could argue also that all the opportunities that we have today at this exact moment, maybe wouldn't be here if we have changed something we like. Yeah. Yeah. I have one point though. <laughs> Not sure, like, let's Need decide if we get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, had okay. the, we had kind of, um, we had an issue with uh, our name in terms of, uh, of IP, something that we completely didn't see coming because for us it was way, way too far. Yeah. And uh, in the end it has hit us and uh, we had a... Um, so very short, we, we were named Car Codex in the beginning. Then we were like, oh, we don't like this name. So we changed it to Govago. And actually there's a company, a very big American company, which is kind of the same. Yeah. And we got uh, an email at one point saying, hey guys, please, please see attached. And that was basically a huge PDF saying uh, we're gonna you need to remove yourselves from these trademarks because it's way too close. And these guys were in a completely different business, but they had the best trademark lawyers in Switzerland. So we were like, shit, what are we gonna do now? And in the end, we had to make a decision to remove ourselves from these trademarks. So indeed, if we would have done something different, we definitely would have checked that. Yes. 
and they can probably these lawyers because I mean like the that's if there is one kind of cost that you don't really like is the legal cost as a startup I would say because like the, the it's you cannot bootstrap that right yeah and, uh, it is expensive it is expensive and uh, it's uh, when it's uh, unplanned cost like this and also with everything that implied after like uh, the change of, uh, of logos and stuff like this yeah that was kind of a hard hit ex especially as we cannot push it because like uh, like legal is uh, pure deadlines and we were in a full rush yeah. so it was so yeah i mean um i would not underestimate the legal cost and i would leave some uh, so, some uh, uh, maybe as an advice like don't underestimate it like mm -hmm. either, either for contracts or for ip rights because like if one of the, these two you get wrong you have the best idea you have the best market in the world you can be properly fucked so yeah that's good advice. We will talk about yeah. We should. We should look at that. So. Yeah. We've <laughs> <laughs> been in the project for a little bit more than a week. <laughs> Just you it's heard it. Okay. Yeah, the nerd you, you heard it. Is that tra probably trademark guys or is that? Uh, oh, that that project. Uh, no, that's not. We have no idea if that's already protected. <laughs> we didn't check it out. There's not that many nerds out there, so I don't know. If there, well, we got a couple. Are you hopeful for the? the market you're in in the future and what do you think how is it how do you think it's going to change well uh, on my my point of view we, which is pretty much high level it's we, we decided to go into the mobility comparison because uh, after talking with also all these manufacturers and also all these banks a lot of like the industry is completely evolving right and it's booming and everyone is talking about autonomous drive and what it will bring with car sharing and like the car ownership will change etc and what we learned is that these companies are taking bets so they are injecting a lot of money in some in some like uh, BMW invested 1 billion in a company in um, in the US called fair.com which is like the subscription models for flexible for flexibility and everyone's taking their own bet it's like you know, like uh, these ants uh, towers where like you, you push, uh, you, you put your foot in and everyone is getting agitated, you mm -hmm. know. And um, what, I, what I think Govago will play a key role is whatever model wins, Govago will be there mm. in the future because we are going to compare. And if there is 10 more innovative models that come, they will be welcome on Govago. Mm. So uh, that's really the, 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 that's my hope for the future that we are still here as a reference and ready to be here. Why? Because we will have built the right tools and the right API connections and the right knowledge to actually come and explain to the users what like the finance companies want to do. Because in the end, you know, it's gonna be uh, some marketing and sales guys in the room and they're gonna say, yeah, okay, we need to market it like this. But in the end, what we want is the user to come and say, Govago explains to me that the flexibility of this car is like this, this is gonna be the final price and this is going to be the total cost of ownership i go for that source of trust and whatever the market is changing will be there yeah because there's always going to be a lot of different companies offering many many different cars well i mean the the, the consolidation of uh, of car companies will uh, will not happen anytime uh, soon i mean, uh, I mean you see you see you see a little bit you see bigger conglomerates now or bigger how do you say bigger groups existing mm -hmm. now yeah <coughs> you know mitsubishi renault nissan is now the biggest group uh, in the world in 2018 course Volkswagen who has a bunch of brands um, but I'm I'm extremely hopeful and uh, it's actually for the reason that it's gonna 
in the end the customer is going to win in the next couple of years the customer is going to pay a fairer price for his mobility mm. and it's success exactly through platforms like ours it's because the the manufacturers can't bullshit anymore as much as they did in the past uh, transparency is coming the customers are demanding it so for the customer I'm extremely hopeful uh, we're, we're already seeing the first parts now and that's cool I that's mean cool. Uh, that's, 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 really, nice. that's really nice and we're gonna push for that mm -hmm. that's that's our job to push transparency to push fair pricing that the customer can actually make and of course we understand the business needs to make money but the Obviously. customer needs to pay something yeah. which is fair yeah maybe then we can come to the last question right sure what is the last book or article or, or YouTube video or whatever you have seen that you would recommend to entrepreneurs and why would you recommend it? <laughs> You're laughing. Yeah, because I mean, okay, I'm fully into uh, a ton of motivational uh, videos I use a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm super corny in this, you know, I like Jim Rohn. I don't know if you guys know Jim Rohn, but that, that guy is, is a legend in business from like, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and the guy has a YouTube channel which makes, you know, he just basically says, always do more than you get paid for, which mm -hmm. in my opinion makes a lot of sense. So if anybody wants to get inspired by this kind of stuff, all right, go to Jim Rohn, this well, guy, uh, guy will put you <laughs> really into more than uh, you get paid for. Uh, <laughs> always do more than you get paid for, to make an investment in the future. Yeah. yeah. And it's very smart because in that sense, you know, you, there's a lot of people saying in corporate like, no, no, but that's 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 about my pay grade, or that's not what I, no, that, that's not what I do, or whatever. No, just invest in yourself. You know, work hard, and then people will reward you for it. I completely have hope in the world in that sense. I didn't expect anything less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, it's um, something more. A little um, funny cat video. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, I'm getting a lot of inspiration for our next video campaign, so I'm looking at wide uh, spectrum of videos mm. no for me i would say um that uh, with the challenges uh, ahead for uh, for govago uh, i read a lot of stuff about uh, growth um growth hacking strategies mm -hmm. and um i uh, like my my next goal is to 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 have one and i hope to be part of these lists and uh, so i i recommend the reading uh, there are a lot of lists there from the, the um, uh, crazy uh, growth hack strategies especially the one of Airbnbs, uh, maybe you've heard about it, where they hacked yeah. with Craigslist, or Dropbox, or, uh, pay or, Dropbox or PayPal with, um, with eBay as well. Mm. And it's very inspiring. And actually, when you deep dive a little bit more into it, you can see some things with your product, and it doesn't cost a lot to try. And uh, so I, I would recommend to, 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 to read this, and after a huge button to say, okay, try. Let's try one, one thing. And let's see if, if it if doesn't work, it's not bad. But if it works, like you get a huge reward. Huge reward. Yeah. All right. I mean, we'll link to to all these things in the in the description. Sure. Uh, we can send. Nice. Uh, Sponsor my boy Jim Rohn. He's dead though. <laughs> right. And we'll add a cat video as well. Cat uh, video for your sake. Guys, thanks so much. You've answered all our questions. Um, thanks for so much for your time and, and sharing sharing yeah. that openly. Pleasure. Cool. And uh, a lot of success for the future. Yes. Thanks a lot. We will share it. Yeah. We will share it. Sure. Uh, so the, the, the URL is, will it change? or is Govago.ch. Please check it out. Convert. It would help a lot for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, yeah, if listeners, if you need a car, just go there. Or if you don't. You, you can save just go look. a lot of money. <laughs> or just go check it out. That's great. Go check it out. There's a picture on the About Us page. 
from us. So if mm-hmm. you want to check it out, girls, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That this has turned into a dating blog. <laughs> it's not a dating blog. I'm completely wrong here. <laughs> it's, it's after your date is after. Uh, sure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really enjoyed interviewing the two guys from Govago. And yeah, go check out their website at govago.ch if you think or have been thinking about getting a car. I'm sure you'll get a great deal there. Also, if you like our podcast and have specific feedback, positive, negative, whatever it is, please feel free to scroll down on your podcast app and click on the last link that will lead you to an input form where you can just leave your comments and that would really help us make this podcast better. Thanks for listening and see you on Monday. Cheers.